Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much for all of that. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Dr. Patty O'Bear, if I could, for a minute. Um, I don't know if you guys watched her show yesterday, uh, but the live views of her show were, how should I put it, through the roof. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to do that, please, please listen to that show in light of what's going on in the United States. Please do that. The other thing you heard me mention was that uh, I got my nieces out there on the street protesting uh, with many of the other people. And so I wanted to say that they are okay and that they are out there and doing what we have done as kids growing up, standing up for what we believe in and helping other people do the same. You know, one of the things I love to talk about, and I want to welcome everybody here, I want to welcome you so that you understand that each of us stands on the shoulders of those who have come before. And what I mean by that is, look, I'm only as good as the person that has helped me yesterday and how I've been able to help myself. Today, I want to introduce you to somebody that knows a lot about that. Joining me here today is Milton Holmes II. Now, look, cool. I mean, look at, I grew up in a football family. I can throw a football, I can catch a football, but my deficit is I cannot run. And so joining me here today is somebody that knows a lot about that, but more importantly, he knows a lot about human potential. Milton, it's great to have you here today. Yes, ma'am, great to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm telling you, I got a killer arm, but um, <laughs> none of them wanted me out there on defense for sure. They're like, oh my gosh, you cannot run. Take up a sport where you don't have to run. So I did table tennis. Okay. Um, thank you for joining me. Listen, I want to ask you, you know, I can only imagine what it's like being you. I can only mm -hmm. imagine what it's like to play a sport that you're so passionate about, but also to be out in the world, you know, that's working with young people. And that's right. what you and I have in common. What is it about your life? What is it about the challenges you've had to overcome that brings you right here now to this very moment? Um, basically with me, uh, as far as working with young people, is that a question? Um, because I know for uh, me personally, uh, I have my dad in my life, like my best friend. So uh, when he died before my senior year, you know, it was just like an eye opener for me. And so I was like, I had a lot of friends who didn't have that luxury or that uh, that benefit of their parents being twelve both parents, especially their father figuring out young men and the father figuring out. They didn't have the luxury. And so some of them made it out, some of them went down the wrong road. 
uh, you know, so I always just vow to myself, like, if I can help anybody, you know, uh, no matter my stature in the community, whether it be big or small, I, I'll do that. You know, it just takes time to do that. So. Yeah, you know, let me tell you something. I shared a story. Uh, I've been doing this 16 years, you know, with the Dr. Pat show, and I haven't mm -hmm. shared too much about my past. And I'd say up until about five years ago, I started to talk about right. my upbringing. And I shared a story about being arrested at 19. Mm -hmm. And the difference between me being here now and not being here now is having the support of people that could help me in front of a judge over a complete misunderstanding. I'm one of the lucky ones, but mm -hmm. we aren't all lucky. What do you say to the youth of the world right now? How do we help lift them up? Uh, really just, just definitely stay focused. Uh, it's a lot of distraction going on right now. But don't don't get don't get caught up in the corruptness. Don't get caught up in the in the in the devil's uh, tactics. You know, just stay focused. Do what your parents tell you to do. Right, no like right from wrong, and just be loving. You know, just got love one another. Be there to support. You know, no matter the race, no matter the, the sex, no matter anything. Just lift the lift the helping hand. You know, that's all we can do. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious about how how you see your life today. You know, one of the things that I've been looking at in myself is, and, you know, I know you've had to look at this as well. When we're working with the media, we're working with people that are helping us get our message out there. You know, we always get asked questions. We get asked questions about who are we? You right. know, who are you, Pat? And, you know, who are you, Milton? Who, tell me about what has helped shape the man that we are looking at today. Uh, honestly, uh, it just be my, my, my faith with God. Uh, I've been a student this since I was a kid, you know, going to church all the time. It, it's weird, though, because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I got to go to church again. Oh, I got to wake up early. You know, you don't want to wake up. So you're playing video games, being out late at night on Saturday. But you got to get up. But little did I know that it was actually grooming me for my future to actually be uh, successful. You know, whether that's on the field, off the field, uh, business, business, and stuff like that. Uh so I mean, everything I do, I mean, because life's not going to be easy, you know. So uh, it's funny because I actually had a, I wouldn't say an argument or a debate. I was on Twitter like about a few days ago. And people were asking, uh, what's the point of praying for the enemy? So my my, uh, my answer back was the end of the course is heaven. So I said that. And uh, as he tried to like debate saying God is real and God is not. So, you know me, I'm, I'm a very, uh, I, I, I listen to other people's views and things like that. I'm not going to judge people. I'm non-biased, so I simply told him, I said, well, look, man, uh, whatever works for you, hey, that works for you, but my 24 years of living, I believe in God and Jesus Christ, and it's got me thus far, so I'm not going to stop, and then I said, lastly, I'd rather go through life thinking that they believe that there is a God and there is Jesus Christ than, uh, at the end of the day, finding out it's not, rather than going through life not believing, and when you do die, you find out it is, so. Yeah, I kind of was raised the same way. Um, you know, and I made those choices in my life to decide what I was going to believe and what I was not going to believe. Um, right. I, I want to ask you this question. I mean, you know, I had challenges growing up. People had challenges growing up. I grew up in the projects in the Bronx and, right. you know, I knew what those challenges were. I knew what it was like to walk out on a day and not sure if you were going to make it home alive. I mean, I know Definitely. that, but even with that, I think mm -hmm. the youth of today have a more difficult time. And I, I wanted you to talk about this. You know, what are you seeing in the young people you're working with 
And, you know, what are you telling them to move past what's in front of them? You know, right. what is on their radar right now? Uh, I, I definitely feel so. It, I can definitely relate to this because uh, I train, like, I work with all the kids who are athletes, like, uh, you know, high school athletes still. And, like, I honestly told them uh, social media is going to be this generation's biggest downfall because everybody feels they have to post something to be heard or to be felt or be seen. And I told them that's not always the case. Because uh, as an athlete, you know, uh, kind of like how they uh, tell people you chose this life, it didn't choose you. Well, whether they did or not, I tell them being an athlete, you have a bigger target on your back. Because let's say you get some trouble, they're not going to say this person's name. Like, if I get in trouble, they're not going to say Milton Holmes. They'll say Milton Holmes, a football player from this or this team's football player, whatnot like that, right? So I tell them you just have to stay focused on, on the craft. Uh, don't worry about what's going on in the present sense. Worry about your future. Because people, they're telling me that they wanted to voice their opinion about this protesting that's going on. I said, hey, I, I 100% agree with you. But as a, as a high school athlete, as a young kid, young adult, you have to know that that's not a great decision for your future right now because you have coaches who are in who are in hold of your future as they give you scholarship money, uh, offer you places you can come to school or not even going to school at all. So it's great. They definitely go out to court, but you don't have to say, you know, be all, uh, pick a side, things like that, just voice your opinion. Because sometimes you just have to take action rather than just get on social media and make a post. You know, everything doesn't have to be seen. So you, like your support doesn't have to be seen unless you're supporting or not. That's what you say. Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of, I think one of the greatest challenges we have right now. And I, there's a way I hear it from a couple of the, the young folks I work with, right? What right. they say is, look, I know what I believe inside. I know what I want to do. I know what it means to stand for something. Correct. But the flip side of that is I know that if I'm caught in the wrong camera shot or I'm caught here, I'm caught there, right? You know, how it could affect me for the rest of my life it's Definitely. a very tough place right now for i think young people to be very tough place but yet at the same time you know what it's like to be a tough place don't you? yes most definitely most definitely especially since i grew up at uh i'm from this uh, we have like a, a neighborhood called acres home uh it's not one of the best neighborhoods you know uh a lot of people a lot of my friends we have uh, fortunately made it out you know we're doing successful things in our life things like that also um uh, after I was like four years old, moved to the area called Greens Point. The tourist in Houston is called Guns Point. Cause like there's a lot of shooting going on, a lot of killing going on, you know, a lot of stealing, robbing, a lot of bad things going on. And uh, I kind of much like just lived there to like all the way through college and things like that. Um, it is, it, I just say I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed to have uh, been able to get out there and like go to college and see things that have great experiences and network with a, a lot of great people. Uh, it really just opens your eyes that it's it's more to the world than just the streets you're on or just the hoods you claim and things like that, you know. So I just really feel like people just need to be such not so much closed minded and, and worry about expanding out because at the end of the day, uh, I tell people you can you can have like your friends and they have best friends and stuff, but what are you gonna do for yourself? You can't you can't you can't uh, rise my cold self for the rest of your life, you know. And if yeah. you do it's not gonna be it's not gonna last long. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you this when we come back from break. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, your vision for the world. What gets you up every day? What you why? What makes right. you excited about the world you live in today and what you can do to help others? You know, right. for those of you out there, Milton Holmes joining me here today, NFL free agent and a whole lot more. When we come back, we're going to get his insight on the future, the vision, physical health, mental health and what you can do to really branch out and be 
absolutely amazing in this world. He's taken it on. He's helping many, 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 many people through hardships. And some days, some days, you just need somebody to help push you up. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with me, Dr. Pat, and Milton. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hello, friends. I am Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour, and here is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. No matter where you go, there you are. Did you know our lives are like mirrors? You know, in the physical world, we stand in front of a mirror and see with our physical eyes a direct reflection of our physical self. Some of us use this physical mirror to critique our body, our hair, our blemishes. On the other hand, we also have a spiritual mirror that is a direct reflection of how we think, feel, and act in spirit, and it reflects what we experience and receive. You know, true beauty, love, wisdom, and acceptance comes from within. So the soul-stretching success question of the day is which mirror are we using to create our life? I hope you have a wonderful day filled with love, light, and beauty. See you next time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have Milton Holmes a second. Milton Holmes, yeah. Milton is here. Look, I love this. Uh, Benny, Benny, you know, like, how big of a football fan I am, right? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. We've had some previous guests on our show to prove it. Pretty good guests on yeah. our show. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's one of those things that I'm from the East Coast, but I moved out here. So anytime there's, like, an East Coast team that's involved in something and a right. Seattle team that's involved in something, 
like me living close to Philadelphia. So that wasn't a good thing back a couple of years ago. Um, but we live in a community that really looks beyond the athlete. We have outstanding athletes here, outstanding athletes that do more. That's what Milton is about. You can say Milton Holmes, yeah, NFL free agent, or you could say Milton Holmes knows more than, than teamwork, knows about what it means to look at youth, help them get to the level of their lives they wanna go. And so here's what we're talking about today. You need to be a whole person. You don't need to trade off who you are, but you need to be a whole person. You need to move beyond whatever abuse you've gone through as a, as a kid. Because what Milton is doing is he is focusing on how to help those through hardship. Young, older, everything in between. Milton, it's so good to have you here. Yes, ma'am, I'm glad to be here. You know, there's a couple of pictures that are circulating of me and Jessica right now. And we participated in a music video about love with Tay, Tata Prince. Okay. And it's John Legend and Tata Prince event. And so there's, there's a bunch of pictures circulating of us now down there. Um, and when I look at those pictures, I think about what shaped me as a human being. Well, you know what I mean? I'm really starting to reflect on it. Maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm getting older and I'm just like, dude, like what's your life about? Mm -hmm. What shaped you? What shaped you so that you are so passionate about helping others? Besides uh, you and I sharing a God. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important to help our youth? What shaped me? Uh, just basically kind of like being a, not even, I wouldn't say, a lot of times when people say they want to be a, they're a product of their environment. I try to make my environment a product of me. So saying that uh, a lot of people where I'm from, they read along, like I told you earlier, they don't really get out. They don't really expand. They don't, they just stay there. They just stay solid. Like they're not even nomads. They just stay there. You know, they, some people I know some old, like not old people, like the elderly, they haven't been on the other side of Houston their whole life. So, you know, just, just hearing that is like, man, like I can't live myself. So I have, to, I have to try my best to get out there and then coming back and be able to share my, share my, uh, my, uh, share my opportunities with other people, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, especially now that I have a son, he's about to turn two, uh, later on this month. Wow. So, that's what, so every time I, every time I wake up, you know, it's like, okay, he's doing this for him now. You know, I get excited. Like, okay, what can I do now to, to make sure that his future is better than mine? What can I do now to make sure he can do this that I didn't get to do? You know, things like that. And my dad always told me that he said, my dad was trying to do it better than his dad, what's needed better than him. And so forth and so on, you know, to keep keep it going, just keep paying it forward, basically. So that's a big uh, responsibility. Definitely, definitely, and I, I love it though. You know, sometimes toughest tasks make stronger soldiers. So it's like I love it. You know, it's interesting because I I really thought I really picking up on what you said. There are some people in the world that think about their lives. You know, I I'm a kid from the Bronx. There's no question about it where I grew up, but I never never was resentful about my life right. you know there's something there's something to be said about growing up in a place that has such strong community right yes, and, and i too didn't see my world beyond there i really didn't i never saw myself 
moving out. The only reason we left New York was because my two sisters joined a Puerto Rican gang and one of my sisters became the head of the gang and got in trouble and my mother had to pick us up and get us out of New York. Uh, that's how we went from New York to Plainfield, New Jersey, right? Okay. But I never, I never thought to myself, is there going to be another life beyond this? Mm-hmm. You know, you're being that person that will help people see a vision for themselves that they could not see alone. Do you know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know exactly what you mean because it's kind of like sometimes you just need need that one person is in your ear telling you to be okay. It'll be fine. Even even if things don't look like it, it, it it's not going to rain forever. No, sun is going to shine. Uh, I feel like we all need that person. Now. I feel like not just the youth, not just kids, not just you know, older, older people. I just feel like everybody, no matter what form of fast it comes in, as long as you just have something, whether it be reading a text message, a phone call, FaceTime call, Zoom meeting, you know, or just, just a simple a scripture, you know, whatever it may be. Sometimes you just see it just way you see it and have it by having your history can manifest. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, we're talking about a mustard seed now. And I'm, yes. and so look, you know, I work with women, a uh, mm-hmm. couple of men, but I work with women in the addiction and recovery community. And you know, that for me and watching the struggle now of people that are in recovery programs, just not making it right now. You know, their fear and what's rise, what's come up in their lives and watching some of these young folks that were on track to recovery, just not be able to hold on. Right. I think that's one of our greatest challenges for you today. Definitely. Uh, it's like temptation. Um, I feel like it, it, it's, it's hard. Are you hear about temptation like in the past, but I feel like now it's somewhat easily accessible. Uh, whether it be with drugs, uh, alcohol, uh, porn, pornification, whatever, fornication, whatever, it doesn't matter. Cause I mean, just, it's just the easy access, even like, even weapons, you know, little kids out here, uh, buying guns, like 10 years old, getting guns 10 years old, same thing with drugs. Uh, but like I said, like you just, I mean, you both say you just have to have somebody in your corner that's going to trust in you. It's going to believe in you. It's yeah. going to be able to help you when you stumble and pick you up when you fall. Because without that, it's like, well, nobody cares about me, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I want to ask you about something that we don't talk about enough, especially for our youth. I think we're looking at body, mind, and spirit, but so often we forget the body. And to make sure that we are fit and what we're doing. I mean, you are a football player. So there's a whole different language about that there's a whole different thing you've learned early on to take good care of yourself what are you telling the young people or the people you're working with what are you telling them about how to care for their bodies how to care for their minds Uh, i'm I'm telling them all the time uh especially in in the black community like especially in the poor areas in black community we don't read enough we don't read books enough so i tell them all the time get a book i don't care if it's a a comic book, or if it's a novel book, or a picture book, even a sports book, like a, like a sports book, just read. Because there's so much in there that can actually help you in the future that you don't know. Like, you might not need it then, but later on, you recall in your brain, and you'll be like, hey, I remember seeing that somewhere. And you were like, even when I said, like, I was growing up, I watched uh, How to Be a Millionaire, or I, I watched, I'm like an old source, I watched that, um, 
Gangster Network or like Mass Game and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I know the answer to stuff because I just simply just, I was inquisitive as a kid. So I was just looking, reading stuff, you know, and just dipping and dabbing. So uh, it actually helped me in the future. And as far as uh, <clears throat> physical health, uh, when I was a kid, we had video games, of course, but we were outside almost, especially on weekends, like 11 o'clock in the morning to like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, you had to come in. The only time I came yeah. in, I probably ate like once, twice a day, you know. And I tell him like, being stuck in video games all day, yeah, it's fun. But still, you have to get out. You have to experience life. And at the end of the day, especially if you want to be an athlete, you can't you can't work on your career doing your video game all day because you have to focus on reality. You know, it's just video game. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I grew up like you. I grew up where you know I I had parents that were like you you people you get outside. You know, even on the streets in New York, it was like get outside, do something, play stickball. You so, know. Yeah. Climb, climb out somewhere. I'm a great stickball player, by the way. Really, <laughs> really good. Uh, still can't run very fast, but right there. With really, hey, really good. You hit it far enough, you'll be okay. Huh? You hit it far enough, you'll be okay. That's exactly my theory. Isn't that, though, isn't that like, right, a metaphor for life, though? But right. it's really about... Pat's one of the original Bronx Bombers, I believe, from back I in the day. Am, right? Benny, we can go with that right. one there, Pat. We're going to go with that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the old manhole to manhole thing, right? Home place, yeah. second, home and second. Um, but I, this is the thing that I really think is really at the core of what I'd like to see change. I think we have so many in front of a screen or a digital device. And I just wonder about how their bodies are going to develop and grow. And, you know, growing up in the streets, there's not a whole lot to do, especially if you're living in a neighborhood that doesn't, you know, allow that, that doesn't provide you that. Right. But, boy, we've got to have hope, don't we? Because I think we've got to have hope. But we gotta have, we've got to have hope, but we also have to have help. You can't have one without the other. You know, what is it? Faith without works is dead. And so we need to do both. How do you see that happening for you as you move forward? Um, basically, for me, moving forward, uh, like I said, like you said, having faith, uh, I'm just following God's will. You know, I wake up every morning. Uh, first thing I do is pray, and I post my scripture on Twitter. And then after that, it's time to get active, time to make some moves, uh, eat breakfast, uh, get to working out. Whether Even if it's making moves as far as just, like, you know, I help train kids, just working on some workout plans for them, working on some workout regimen. Then I uh, work on myself next, and I go ahead and work on my son's first. I work on some son's great. He's eating. The bathroom, things like that. I put him routine every day. I want him to start young because, you know, when I start young, he'll, he'll stay, just keep him on a straight path. Uh, and just me keep training and working out, and even though I know what the future holds, just trusting in God or whatever it may be. So that's why I get up and work out every day, just like my phone might ring tomorrow. My ring after you got the phone right now. My ring over on the phone right now. And I'm ready for whatever. Somebody tell, hey, come in, come to camp right now. I'm there. I'm ready because I've been preparing. I've been having, I've been putting in work and having faith. So you know it's going to work. Uh, it's ironic because I literally told my friends this morning on group message. Uh, I was telling them moving without progress is a waste of motion. You know, and yeah. this is it's simple I because that's like about a rocking horse. You know, rocking horse moves doesn't go anywhere. It's a waste of motion. Yeah. Look. So when we come back, here's what I'm gonna talk about when we come back. You ready? Yes, ma'am. I'm listening. I've been dying to ask you this question. 
what is it like to be a super cornerback in the NFL? What is that like? What is it you see in your vision? How does it help you in your personal life develop that vision? What does that mean? What are the skills you learn, the intuition you must have? Because I'm watching our cornerbacks and I know that some of the stuff they're doing, they had a whole lot of psychic intuition stuff going on. But right. what is it that you learn from having a career in the NFL as a cornerback? What do you learn? What does it build? What's the character? What's the stamina? And what do you pass on? Let's take a short break, everybody. I'm not going to answer those questions. Milton <laughs> Holmes is going to answer those questions. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm the host of Nothing But Now, Mindful Living with Dr. Mary Angela McGuire on Transformation Talk Radio. I share ideas, insights, and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence. Please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together. Please go to my website, mcguirelifecoach.com. That's mcguirelifecoach.com. See you next time. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. 
I love that, Benny. That's that music video we did. That's I believe, so cool. yes. And you made the cameo in the video online. You guys can check cameo. it out. You I did. Can... And it was like at one minute and 30 seconds. If anybody else wants to go look and see Dr. Pat live on a music yeah, video. Yeah, you know, we all made these cameos. <laughs> yeah. I think some people, I think Beyonce's parents got a little bit more time and maybe a couple of other people. But that wasn't the... Um, that wasn't the intent of the video. It was real, of course, Of course, John. right. Well, don't let them stop you, Pat. You can still well, do your own thing, we're too. Gonna, okay? <laughs> here's what we're going to do about yeah. it. We have got like uh, over 100 pictures and other videos, and we're going to create a little video to keep the momentum to love one another moving forward. But that was the funnest. That was one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life. And, you know, I could, I could still dance. I could still dance. I could still, you know, I, I got some moves. Uh, not enough moves to move fast enough to play a sport or any of that. Hey, Milton, listen, good it's good to have you here. Um, how do people find out more about you, but how do they find out about what you're doing? I mean, clearly for me, you're becoming this role model. You're becoming this person that is speaking the voice of hope mm -hmm. and speaking the voice of confidence, self-worth. How do people get to find out more about you? Uh, Facebook? Uh, I'm on Facebook, but my, my most active uh, social media handle that I am on is going to be uh, Twitter. Uh, my Twitter would be uh, moneyteam yeah. underscore milto. So my name, but minus the end on it. And then on Instagram, it's going to be uh, MGH underscore Deuce, D-E-U-C-E. -E. Uh, those are my two main uh, go-to social media handles. Uh, I'm always tweeting. I'm, uh, I'm always tweeting. And then also I'm on Instagram posting on my story. I might not play like, like an actual post, but on my story, I'm posting there frequently. So, you know. You All right, we're going to help promote post. you on that. Deuce, did you say your name is Deuce? Yes, make sure I'm the second. Yes, oh, man. my gosh. Now, Benny, right? We're going to We're going to kick it back a little old school. Do you know who I got to be friends with, do an interview with, actually took me out to Philadelphia? Deuce Staley, running back. Used to be a running back. Um, and guess what? Here, here's me, right? I get him this T-shirt. Mm -hmm. I have no idea of the size of football players. I mean, okay, I have a sense. Yeah. But no, no idea. So... I get him this great t-shirt, right? And we take it to him. Holy cow, the guy is got the size of his neck was like the size of my t-shirt. And so we so it's funny. We gave him the t-shirt, he cut out the sleeves and he cut it out and he put it on. Right. Um, but just like you though, this is somebody from Columbia, South Carolina, out there helping youth, created a foundation, wanted to do things to really help us all rise up. See, I think that's what we're here for, is to help each other rise up. I know I wouldn't be here without the angels in my life, right, at all. I want to ask you this. Um, we, we hear so much about football. Mm -hmm. not, always some, not always great. <clears throat> in Seattle, though, we hear a lot of great things about football, because we, okay. we don't ever badmouth our team here. The okay. Seahawks. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Um, but I'm from the East Coast. And I understand the, you know, the fans. I was a Philadelphia fan, a Giants fan, you know, East Coast yeah. kind of stuff. But man, I can only imagine what it's like to be in that arena. 
what has football taught, taught you? And when I think about cornerbacks, maybe we could talk about what that looks like for people that don't know. But when I think about that, I think about what it means to always have the vision, the insight, to always be on top of your game, to always be have to be a step ahead, right? Yes. How does that shape who you are? It shaped me out like a, a lot because uh like I said, it started in high school. Uh, without football, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be who I am today. I mean, people try to say, "What do you?" I guess I'm more than an athlete, more than a football player. But if we're being honest, football kind of shaped my personality, uh, my my, my uh, being driven to reach my goals, my maturity, uh, my loyalty, and also just being consistent and persistent. You know, because like I told you about my dad died. This morning, my senior year, my dad died. It was like I, I was gonna give up. But I had my coaches, my teammates, and just my family were like, and then football was there. You know, football never left. No matter what happened in my life, football was always there. So it just really helped me to focus, stay on top of things, you know, and just like my safe haven. So like things going wrong, I'll just go, I'll just leave and go to a field and work out or I'll just turn on some football games and watch some film, things like that, just to clear my mind and free my mind up because it's, it's like my favorite pastime. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just... Is then it's just like it, it gets you really great with like mentally it just builds you up have mental toughness especially on the field so let's talk about the field actual game uh, it teaches you to have short term memory so if you make a bad play you can't yeah. you can't harp on it you got to get okay I messed up okay so we're uh. over with now. don't harp on the past it's over it translates, it translates to life something bad happens to life okay so what can I do move forward you know uh, same thing have short term memory we do make success. Get an interception, make a great tackle, make a good stop. Okay, made a good play. Celebrate, fight, what, 15, 20 seconds, get back on the sideline, get ready for the next series. Because next drive, you still ride on the high from before. You get scored on, and I was like, dang, I got to catch back up. So you got to have, you got to be humble, got to have short-term memory. And, uh, lastly, I say just, uh, I can say persistent. <clears throat> uh, every time, even let's say as my position in the corner, you cover the guy all game. And they're either, A, not throwing the passes the whole game, so you're getting bored, getting lazy, getting lackadaisical. Still stay so focused, stay persistent, because you never know. End of the game, that one play comes your way. You either got to make it or you, or you don't. You know, it could be a game changer. Like, kind of like the Saints and the Vikings game uh, two years ago with uh, Stephon Diaz, the walk-off uh, play, Miracle of the Meadowlands. People thought the game was over. It wasn't. Last year, same thing in New Orleans. The other game was over. It wasn't. So, you know, you just got to stay focused, stay persistent, have a short memory, and just, you know, just really have faith. Yeah, I love I love what you're talking about because anybody that's ever played a sport, right? That I I love what you're talking about because it's one of the greatest lessons we can learn. And I have found personally, it's one of the hardest, right? You know, um, whether that's sports or something else that you love, where you're in the you're in the forefront. You know, you're playing a game. Let's just say. If you don't have that short-term memory that you're, I love, I love that term. If you don't have that short-term memory, you're carrying everything with you. The next one, the next one, and the next one. Exactly. Right. Um, I, I lost. I tell you what. This is so important to really share with the youth because you hit it before. We're talking about social media. 
and we're talking about how addicted our youth are to social media and adults. I just want to be re really clear here. It isn't just about youth. It is right. about every age, every generation. And they cannot master this short-term memory. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yes. like if there is a post about something, that will stay with them. And they're yes. in one of the most awful situations. It's not like you and me playing a sport where next next point or next opportunity, we can do something to change it. How do you how are you talking to young people about short term memory and how they approach social media? Uh, and how do I approach? Uh, basically, I'm saying them. Um, let's say let just take it back. This, okay, so uh, from experience. It wasn't me personally, but like I know a friend. Uh, they made they played on the big like they went to like big school, so they went to like like one of the LSU's. No, it's a power five schools, right? Uh, made missed the pass, dropped the ball, lost the game. Fans went crazy. So you know, social media, oh, he should be kicked, out, uh, he should be uh, benched, do this and that. And he, he was, but he's mentally tough, so he was like, you can't please everybody. You know, if 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 they if they did their job one hundred percent every time then they be the CEO of their company, but they're not. So they're clearly messing up somewhere. And he said, they think it's so easy, but how come they didn't come right here and do it? How come they're not on the field doing it? Or how come they didn't go to this school and do it as well? You know, so you just say, you got to search your memory. At the end of the day, uh, just work on it. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to have downfalls in life, but that makes the victories that much more sweet. So I'll just tell yes. them every time uh, when they're on social media, especially uh, with what's going on, they, they do they do voice their opinion and people don't like it, you're not gonna please everybody. You know, if, if, you, if what you're saying is what you feel deep in your heart, if you feel it's right, say it. And don't, don't have any regrets. You when you have regrets, then that's when you start backtracking, then you lose credibility for future uh, things you might uh, stay on. You know, look, I wanna make sure everybody knows what you're planning for your future. And let's talk about you for a minute if we could. Yes, ma'am. I am, I am so thrilled uh, about the message you're bringing to the world. I really am so thrilled. We need this kind of leadership, right? What is this future for you, Mr. Holmes? What, what is your future looking forward? What do you see for yourself? How do you envision your next, dare I say it, move? I got you. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> had to, I had to do that. I'm sorry. Yes, but don't worry. So uh, my next move, honestly, is uh, waiting, waiting to this, all this BS and thing. I want to say BS, but, but I say BS, I'm working Corona. All that dies down. Uh, hopefully, we come to a great uh, a great outcome with these, these protesting and these, uh, this movement for the Black Lives Matter movement. Everything is justified the correct way. Uh, then after that, you know, uh, hopefully the CFL comes back, uh, get these trials and workouts going, and then I'll be in the CFL by September. Uh, and if not, then, hey, my next move is going to be uh, coaching and just keep training the youth, you know, to keep inspiring them. Because at the end of the day, it's bigger than me, you know. It, it's always bigger than yourself. And I feel like we have to attack each day like that. Like, not only what can we do to get ourselves better, what can we do to help others get better? Because we're a world, yeah. we're a community, you know. We, we stand together, you know. If you stand together, we'll be great. Not if we stand, about we fall. So. Yeah. You know, um, the other day somebody was asking me um, how I felt about one of my role models passed away here two, two three days ago. 
you know, a man that helped taught me more about activism. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a good start with my mom, my stepmom. Right. She, she, she was just crazy. She was right. just, I mean, I, I don't even quite understand what, what shaped her to be the woman she was. Well, I'll tell you what shaped her. She had her first child at 12, second child at 13, because she grew up in the deep South and that's what women did. Yeah. And, but that wasn't going to be her legacy, you see. Mm -hmm. And she taught all of us, um, died way too young and taught all of us how to persevere, how never to give up. And that to me is one of the most important things I think you can help people with. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, 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 to just ask you about this because, um, you know, when Larry Kramer died the other day, it was as if some people knew about who that man was. Some right. people didn't, but I grew up on the East Coast, and I know that that man did more to save lives of people that have AIDS than all over the world, not just AIDS in this country, but mm -hmm. AIDS all over the world. Okay. And we learned from him. We learned a new way. I want to ask you this question. How do we stand in our power? How do we do that in, in peace? when sometimes we just don't want to. See, that level of discipline, I'm so glad I got. But, you know, I've been known as a coach. You know, yes. when there's an unhappy play, I've been known to climb up the backstop playing softball. Mm -hmm. That was me a bunch of years ago, but I've mellowed out. How, how do we stand for what we believe in in this day and age? It's hard. I'm not glad you. I know. I, I heard you take that deep breath right yeah. there. And and me being me being young, you know, it, it's hard for me still. Uh, I'm not perfect at it. I, I try. I mean, my my biggest test right now is what's going on with George Floyd. It, it's so many ignorant statements I'm seeing on social media that you just wanna you just wanna get into it. But my dad always taught me, you know, if you argue with a fool from a distance, you can't you can't tell what a fool is. That's right. So, you know, you don't even waste your time with people like that. And then another thing is just that you can't change hearts. If that's what they feel in their heart, that's up to them and God. It's up to them and who they believe in. If you're not everybody in God, so it's up to them and who they believe in. And so just like, at the end of the day, all you can do is pray for them. Pray for them and just keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't shy away from what you're doing. If anything, attack your heart. And then just hope that you will be heard. Just hope that their vision, that third eye will be open on them. Okay, hold on. Well, maybe this is making sense, you know. And then just respect other people's opinions too. Respect them as much as you want to be respected, even though it might not seem like like something you want to do. You just have to do it. That's, that's, that's what Jesus would do at the end of the day. So. You know, these are I think for all of us, these are times we're living in right now. And I would be remiss not mentioning George Floyd. Um, you know, I know for myself and the people that are here and out, uh, we have captured the best of us and the worst of us. But what we're really capturing in the world now, what the world is watching, is watching people come together. Yes. Now, earlier I mentioned to you, to, in Seattle, we had two really completely opposite events happen here a day or two ago. Okay. Yesterday, 
we had police in Seattle, I think, Benny, I think it was Seattle, it was either Seattle or Tacoma, and Portland kneeling, right? right. Some of the sheriff's people kneeling with the protesters. On the other hand, uh, in Seattle two days ago, we had a police officer literally with his knee on a protester's uh, uh, back of a protester's wow. uh, head. Now, let me say this. That protester in Seattle, as I tried to explain the demographic in Seattle, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I come from a very diverse neighborhood in the Bronx and my sister in Yonkers. Seattle is not quite that diverse. This was not a person of color that had his knee in the back of his neck. Wow. And I think this is where we are, where we have to make decisions about who we're going to become. Yes, Don't sure. you find that that is the challenge for today's youth? But they are finding an extraordinary voice right now that, you know, people that take surveys on this, Milton, people that take surveys on our youth, they have come out and said things like they are complacent. They don't care. I think we're getting a different view of people today. What do you think? Uh, I feel like in some aspects, that is definitely a valid statement about them being complacent and not caring. But then other aspects that they are caring, uh, they are they are taking initiative now. Uh, I'd say actually before this processing things, I'd say as, it, it was fair to say that, that they were complacent that they didn't care. It's simply because of, uh, you know, the, the voting turnout of the younger voters is going like down tremendously, you know. Uh, but now I feel like it's like a wake up call. And it's, it's ironic. I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know, they always say history repeats itself. The 1920s was a tough time, uh, the Great Depression, things like that. And now some of the 2020s are a, uh, a tough time, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I always said rev revolution shall be televised, but it's not even that we're living in it now. Like you walk outside, you're seeing it. So that's definitely a wake up call. And I feel like even I know today at three o'clock, uh, going to be one of the biggest, well, most organized protests here in Houston later on today. Uh, a lot of youth are going to be there from social media. Uh, there'll be blackout tools that they've been doing. That's a lot of youth taking part in that, you know, and might not be the traditional way like how it was back in the day or years ago, but that's the way now. And like you said, times change. So if times are going to change. Uh, your way of doing things has to change as well. So that's their way of taking initiative. So I salute you, you know. You know, I, I remember growing up in this, and uh, I'm a little bit older than you, not a whole lot, though. I just want to say yeah. right there, but I'm just a little bit. Um, and I grew up, and I was telling a friend of mine, and, you know, she said, Pat, you know, you were one of the people that was down Atlantic City wearing your bra. And, and I said, you know, we were doing a march of some kind every week. We were marching for women's rights. We were marching for civil rights. We were watching, uh, marching for gay rights. We were marching for so many things. And that was a way to express ourselves. And some folks said to me, Milton, they said to me, that is never gonna happen again, Pat. You're living in an illusion. But I wanna ask you this. Right. Are youth hungry? to express themselves. They are. I just feel like they don't know how to channel it. They don't know how to express themselves the correct way. I feel like it's 
right now because, like, again, you're young. So when you're young, you just go off emotions. You don't go off logic. So I feel like they're just going off of emotions and the spur of the moment rather than logical thinking of what's going to happen. Because I was talking, like, my, my dad was born in 1939. So he went, I, I heard all the stories. He, he was there. He was living through all of this, right? So uh, the marching and processing was a great start, of course. But then it's like, uh, I was talking to my aunt now, his sisters and uh, his younger nieces, and everybody's telling us marching and processing got us this far, but now it has to be something else to go past that. Because yeah. if not, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rotation of circular revolution. You have to you have to make one one. We have to go a notch up, and they they kept expressing to me both, 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 and not just in these presidential elections, the the, the midterm elections across the board. Because that's what because that's what determines the district attorneys, your sheriffs, your judges, your uh, governors, mayors, you no know, councilmen, representatives, senate. Because truly, I feel like they should give let go of the electoral college, not to be too political. Because uh, let's, I seen uh, the voting. Uh, Hillary Clinton won a popular vote, which is of the people, but the electoral do- college, Donald Trump won that. So I feel yeah. like, why are we voting for the president if our votes don't matter? Only other electoral college votes matter, which is our representatives in the Senate. So that's the most important election for us out of the whole community. You know? Yeah, yeah. By far, we need to do something different here. We certainly yes. need to at least minimally stop the redistrict districting that's going on but i want to say first of all thank you for taking time out of your super busy day for joining us here today Um, i want to ask you just one last question would you just tell folks how they're going to be able to find out about you and then i just want to know what you want to leave us with your personal message and by the way i uploaded a picture over here on zoom of that event so how do people find out about you uh like i said uh twitter uh money team underscore milto uh, and Instagram is going to be uh, MGH underscore Deuce. Uh, my Facebook is going to be Milton Holmes the second. And uh, message I want to leave leave everybody with today is just simply just love everybody, just love one another. Uh, no matter what, just trust in your heart, love one another, and just feel the way you want to be treated, whether it be a different sex, different race, different whatever. And that's really it. You know, just be humble and, yeah, and, 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 and set, yeah. set a goal in mind and achieve it. I'm telling you, humility is going to be the cornerstone for how we come out the other side of this. And by the way, if you want to see that video, Love One Another, is that what you said? Go to YouTube and look up Love One Another, the video with John Legend and Tata Fritz. Check that out. Thank you. Hey, look, I wish you the best. I hope you keep in in touch with us and let us know about how we can continue to support you and what you're doing. Yes, ma'am. All right, I'll tell you everybody, this is what I love to do. This is why I love to do it. Thanks to people like Milton, Milton Holmes. Thank you so much for today, sir. No problem, thank you for having me.